Yes, hello and welcome to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. Round 18, some massive games. Final shapers, of course, for Melbourne, uh, Carlton and Essen. Looking forward to this round of footy. My name's Jay Clark and I'm delighted to be joined by the man who's just turned 40, Geelong and GW Superstar, hello, Steve Johnson. G'day, Jay. G'day, Nathan. <laughs> very good to be here. Very wooden. Oh. Great. Happy to be here. And Nathan Brown, wearing a nice blue shirt. Thank How you, you Jay. Thank you. I'm very good. Very good. Look like you're going out in the desert in that shirt today. So out in the sand. But I notice you have been living this year up in the country. And let's have a look at you here. Now, do you yeah. think that the camo, when you're out hunting, <laughs> do you think that the camo is confusing the wildlife somehow? <laughs> so you've got the camo top oh, on, yeah. but then some reason you've got an orange hat on. <laughs> You think they're not going to see the orange hat popping up over the bushes? I, I was out deer stalking, yes. yeah. and what you don't know about deer, Nathan, I know being a city boy, you're from the country, from Bendigo, Bendigo. but yeah. they are colourblind, so they can't see you. So it's, if another shooter is in the bush and he sees a bit of movement, yeah. he doesn't ping you, he yeah, actually right. sees the orange hat. So, so what do you got the camo on for? Yeah. Oh, that's just nice well, to wear around the bush. Yeah. It's, uh, it's built for that sort of the those camo. sort of conditions. Yeah. yeah, and just the orange hat to scare everything away. <laughs> no, you, you got it wrong. Was it just... successful or uh, did, did, yeah, you no. keep doing this these missions and you? Coming home empty. We haven't had any medicine come our way. Any schnitzels on your plate? It's more mind. about the fitness, up and down the hills. Not good for the knees. More importantly, you. your yes. 40th birthday that none of us got invited to. How was that? Uh, that was a big night. Yep, yeah, I enjoyed that. So a few yeah. of the boys there. In, uh, Andrew Mackey. Just a yeah. few of them that were in the lounge Shannon room Burns. at the time. Yeah, Vegas a couple of premierships between those boys, Nath. Henry Plath. Brent Prismal trying to pump his muscles up in the middle there. He is, isn't he? He's a, he lives around the corner from you, I heard. He coaches yeah. your son in the uh, junior footy. And big Dawson Simpson at the back, he's, he's a character, big Dawson. Who was best on him? When, what time did you finish? Uh, well, best on, you'd have to say Andrew Clark, who's Billy Brownless's business partner. He's about, I'm not sure how old he is, between 60 and 70. <laughs> he had the spoons to grease lightning with a, with a <laughs> it was pretty much a circle around him at about 4 a.m. Our uh, DJ, Juddy Mull, who was my under 15 footy captain, he, that's, he, that's how uh, late he went. Till. There you go. Yes. When you're 60 to 70, you're still getting <laughs> best on. Fine spoons. Hey, have you seen the um, the sphere in Las Vegas yes. that's been built? So 3.6 billion had cost this sphere, um, and they've got UFC in there. They've got all sorts of things in there. Unbelievable. You can play basketball games in there, but there's the basketball. I've got a little bit of a better version for it now. I, I had some people in Las Vegas last week send mm. me send me this. This is this is brilliant. Mm. The future St Kilda. Mm. Oh, I wanna <laughs> see ya, Mitchell and Winhager. Wellington traffic people would stop. Grisham, don't go and watch and think. Look at this magnificent Amazing. I am unsurprised that they would put this up in the rain of news I've received. You got the right shaped head for the sphere. You you love. It so much you copied it, Brad, and claimed it as your own. I think we need to. Well, that was so successful. We could come up with another one. Yeah, Brandy, do you think? Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> okay. Um, how much did you say that cost? Three point two million. billion. Um, I'd love to go to Vegas. Wouldn't that be good? Um, right. It is time for Are You Sure? Biggest story in football over the past couple of days has been Western Bulldog Bailey Smith. Nathan Brown, are you sure he is trade bait? No, you don't trade superstars like that. You play him in their right position. So I wouldn't be trading him. He was brilliant in a final series a couple of years ago. Time and time again, running through the midfield. They've got him playing at half forward. And I know that their coach goes, you've got to play anywhere, anytime. But mm. play players in their best position where you're going to get the most out of them. They lack pace through the midfield. Playing through the midfield, he's the only one with genuine leg speed in there. They're costing him, and that's costing the team. Brent Link to the Cats, Stevie. Would it be a good fit? 
I think he'd be a great fit, but I don't think the dogs will let go of him. He is contracted to be a surprise. What about Kasaya Pickett? Are you sure his form hasn't dropped off since signing that uh, big contract knife? It's absolutely dropped off. Yep. Really dropped off. And I thought Kay Chandler was stiff to get dropped out of that side last week. So form has dropped off. He seems to be jumping at the football way too early at the moment, not reading it as well as what he was. But form's dropped off, whether it was because of the contract signing or not. But um, hasn't had the greatest year. Talented player. Steve. He's one of my favourite players. Yeah. You can have lean patches as a small forward. I know you probably won't confess to having many <laughs> lean patches, Nath, but uh, Melbourne haven't been you know, using the ball that well going inside 50, so I'm sure it'll come back to him. Nath, uh, Nath are you sure Essendon's young midfielders, Ben Hobbs, Archie Perkins, have leapfrogged Dylan Shield? Oh, they have. So Dylan Shields been told that he has to play half forward or he probably won't be playing in that side and then roll through the midfield. So Hobbs, clearance machine, mm. uh, 20-odd disposed last week. Archie Perkins went in there and had in the 20s as well. So it's a big change in the guard in there. Obviously, Parrish and Merritt doing great things, but good to see Ben Hobbs and he, he looks at home in the midfield. Stevie, are you sure taggers should be deployed more in modern footy? I am sure of that, Jay. I reckon it's uh, one of the most important uh, things to stop the gun midfielders. I know without Cameron Ling in our premiership years, mm. uh, we wouldn't have been anywhere near the team. We could rely on him to take out your Nathan Buckley's, your James Hurd's mm. uh, on a weekly basis. And I certainly de deploy a tagger at uh, Ovens and Murray level. Who is your tagger up there? Uh, Coburn, young Coburn. Yeah, he, uh, he's a very good. So his tagger. skill level's not that good. <laughs> skill level, but he's a competitor, and that's what you want from a tagger. Oh, I did some tagging back in the day at uh, at South Barwon. Hey, um, Nathan Brown, are you sure Ben King will stay at Gold Coast? No, I don't, I'm not sure about that. I think that the writing's on the wall that yeah. he. I'm not saying he wants out, but clubs are going to come knocking. Stevie Johnson, uh, are you sure the Crows' poor road record is all above the shoulders? I don't think it's above the shoulders. It might be something to do with their preparation, uh, but uh, they certainly need to start winning games on the road. Otherwise, you know, it'll become something that they'll just uh, continue to have in the back of their minds uh, when they are ready to, um, you know, go for a go for a flag. Brown, are you sure Dustin Martin is still the best field kick in the competition? No, he's not. Nick Dacos is the best field kick in the competition at the moment. Dustin Martin's very close. Marcus Bondapelli be up there as well. Mm. Nick Dacos. Nick Dacos. You said, you've been saying for the first half of the season that Josh Dacos yep. is clearly the best kick in the competition. All in the family. <laughs> <laughs> I've changed. I've gone from Josh to Nick, and I'm pretty comfortable with my decision too. Um, okay. Both outstanding players. And Stevie, finally, are you sure Sydney has been your old club? The Swans have been a bigger disappointment than Fremantle this season. Uh, I don't reckon they've been a bigger disappointment. I think they've both finals. been big disappointments, don't get me wrong. But mm -hmm. I think Sydney's had uh, more reasons why they haven't been at their best. They had a poor pre-season with a lot of injuries. Um, they've never had anywhere near their best uh, team on the park, whereas Fremantle, um, they haven't got a lot of uh, excuses, I don't think. OK, excuses, excuses. Uh, there at this one's for Steve Johnson looking after his old mob. This has <laughs> been Are You Sure? <laughs> Massive game Friday night, Melbourne versus Brisbane. The Lions very keen uh, to have a big win at the MCG. But Melbourne, Steve, with a new forward look, maybe uh, Brodie Grundy not playing in this one. How do you think it shapes up? Yeah, interesting to see whether Petraka will start forward or through the midfield. Obviously, they're uh, their best goal kicker last week, but they're coming up against Brisbane, who has one of the best midfields in the competition. So they mm. do need to get their ball going their way as well. So uh, it'll be interesting to watch how that plays out.
Because it worked last week, they just don't want to set him in there and go, okay, uh, Christian, you're going to play 80, 85, 90% forward and come off with your rotation. He's their most I, dangerous forward. Yeah, round. absolutely. But I still think he can still do enough damage playing 60% of forward time mm. and then rolling through the middle for 40%. Because what you get is a good blow in the midfield. So you run and then the game opens up. And then when he goes forward, he mm. might get a mismatch. It might take them 30 seconds or a minute, minute and a half to get the matchups right because they'll have Stasevich set for him. But there's yeah. nothing wrong with rolling through the midfield again. The worst thing they can do is go, okay, you're all exclusively forward now because mm. you kicked four goals last week. It doesn't work like that every week. He's still a great midfielder, mm. but just balance it out. Whatever's right for the team at the time. Mm. I think a 60-40 split is perfect. And it'd be interesting to see whether Brisbane can come to the MCG and beat one of the top teams yes. in the comp. Uh, the, the upside for them is they've got some key forwards in some very good form. So Danaher is having, having an outstanding season. Gungston kicked some goals Eric's last week. Good. So they may be able to keep May and Lever uh, more accountable because that's where Melbourne's strengths are. It's their defence. It's the, the forward half of the ground for Melbourne, which has been their issues, which mm. I think they've still got massive upside. I still think they can compete for the flag. Everyone's you know saying Melbourne can't win it. Mm. I'm still a believer that they can... Uh, play their best footy towards the end of the year and really compete for the flag. So you're buying their stock. You know the yeah. Lions are going to be able to score in this one. Can Melbourne score as well? Quick word on Maxi Gorn. So it looks like he's going to get the solo ruck job. A question mark over whether Brody Grundy is going to play in this one. So far, that ruck duo, it hasn't worked. Is the, is the whole trade, do you think it's failing at the moment, Brownie, or how does it stack I up? I don't think it's failed yet. They've Too had harsh. good games. I think it's a little bit harsh. Max yeah. Gorn, he looks sore. He, looks, he, de he definitely looks like he's carrying something he looks sore, but uh, he's a good enough player to, to back him in. I'm going to back Max Gorn in to get jobs done towards the end of the season because I'd rather have Max Gorn in my team 90% yeah. fit than, than yeah. not in there. And a huge game. I mean, if Brisbane can win this one at the MCG, get rid of that hoodoo, it would be massive for their confidence heading into September. Right, coming up next, we're going to have a good look at Carlton and Essendon. Their clash against Geelong should be massive. That's coming up next on In the Back Pocket. Yes, welcome back to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet Brownie. Nick Dacos, one of being one of the stories of the season, only in his second year. What a phenomenal year it's been. Unbelievable. Where's the ceiling? He's doing things that uh, a lot of people can't do in their first 10 years. I couldn't mm. tie my own shoelaces in my second season. <laughs> you were just trying to get a game. This guy is changing <laughs> yes. the game as we speak. So we're talking about the Brownlow medal. The votes on the right-hand side are from the AFL.com Brownlow predictor. Mm. This is his season. So at the start of the year, uh, before the season even started, he was $81. Yep. Leading into round one, he was 34. Now, some punters got onto that, and it is a big payout for sports bets. So, then to 15 after round two, 750. And then for the rest of the season, he's been around that 350 to 250 mark. Yep. All the way down to round 17 last week. He gets three votes last week. Yep. So, he starts this round at $1.80. Wow. What I'm saying, I think even that is value at $1.80 because I've got him at least eight or nine votes clear from yeah. anybody else in the Brownlow medal. Nice. Butters last couple of weeks has dropped off. Mm -hmm. Bontempelli not voting as well as what he did. Petrarca would have got three last week. Clayton Oliver, not a Brownlow contender anymore. Lockie Neal, not having the season he did the year before, but he'd yeah. be right up there as well. Yeah. So eight or nine votes clear. He's got 27, 28 at this point, mm. still seven games to go. Yeah. I mean, he could get high 30s, potentially even 40. Yeah. He will win the Brandlow medal, barring an injury. An injury. Quickly, Stevie, won't it get harder for him in finals? Surely the opposition will come after him. Have no, to. no, he's such a good player that he will relish the opportunity to play in front of big crowds again. They get it every week. But um, the opportunity for the great players to stand up mm. is what he'll be looking forward to doing during finals. You've got clubs that they're going to play against. Port Adelaide, don't no really tag. tag. Uh, Brisbane? Brisbane, don't really tag. Melbourne. Melbourne. 
don't really tag. Yeah. So he's going to get a free run. Even they play the Bulldogs, the Bulldogs don't tag. True. So he's going to get a free run. Good point from Collingwood to Carlton. Let's have a look at the Blues turnaround under Michael Voss with Steve Johnson on in the coach's office. Yes, well, Jay, Nath, uh, Stephen, Carlton. Carlton are back, right? Vossi is now back, the king of Ligon Street. The Carlton <laughs> supporters are back on board. They've won their you last three. Back. Well, uh, we're going to go through a graphic here, and I'm going to show you what they've been able to do. So What's the, the important thing is that we looked at the right-hand side more than the left-hand side. But what you can see at the top there, scores from turnover difference, that's in improved dramatically across the last three weeks. So that shows me they're buying in defensively. Mm -hmm. uh, around the contested possession, that has improved, but they've been scoring a little bit more from stoppage. But the most important stat on this graphic is probably their ball movement. So early on in the year, we've criticised Carlton of not taking the game on yes. enough and getting into their key forwards. We did. The stat there, D50 to inside 50 percentage, uh, that's only gone up slightly, but they've improved uh, their percentage to score. So they've gone from 16th in the competition uh, to second in the competition, which shows me Why? that they're taking a lot more risks with the football. They're getting into their forwards a lot quicker and they're becoming more of a damaging team. So um, it's been against, uh, with all due respect, That's against three, three lower teams. Uh, we've got to have a, probably a little closer look at the run home um, towards the end of the season. So you tell me, Nath, out of these games, which ones do you think Carlton can win? They've won seven games. I'm looking at that, and I think they can win four of those. So I think they finish on 11, and they miss the finals. They won't beat Port, they won't beat Collingwood. I give them a big chance against the Demons. The Demons are probably too good, and uh, if they're serious at the end of the year, they should be beating the Suns and the Giants. Mm. So four wins for me. But those stats, I understand they're coming back, but they've beaten Hawthorne, they've beaten the Gold Coast Suns, they haven't beaten anyone yet. It's a and big Frio, test coming. Yep. And Frio, who are, who are battling. So, yeah, so the big test is, can can they can this, uh, the way they're playing right at the moment, can they do that and can it stand up against the best teams? We'll, we'll know. We'll find out by the end of the year. But the, the narrative around Michael Voss, it's, it's, it's gone away for the time being. By the end of the season, what's it going to be? But you guys tell me, is it not easier to take risks when the pressure's off? Like in the first half of the season, there's expectation. Now Absolutely. there's no expectation. So isn't there a small asterisk around, you know, they're, they're playing with flair because nothing's expected of well, them What's the positive they've got to coming into playing against Port Adelaide mm. and Collingwood in the next few weeks? They can take the risks. Nobody expects them to play finals. Yep. Yep. And if they can jag one of those, then yep. maybe they do. Massive game. If they can win, if they can topple Port Adelaide, then uh, certainly the hype will build. Well done, Stevie Johnson. That has been in the coach's office. Now, the boys coming off a long run today, and uh, Nath, I understand you've got a strong point to make about one of Essendon's key forwards on In My Opinion. <clears throat> so Sam Wedeman come across from Melbourne, unbelievably talented player. He's got everything you need, the attributes to play senior football and, and do it really well. Mm -hmm. But his last six games, and he did this at Melbourne too, for some reason he just cannot hit the scoreboard on a regular basis. So he has not kicked a goal in six weeks as a key forward, and that's in four wins and two losses. So he's been a big part of that forward line. Peter Wright's obviously down there. What I'll tell you is, Sam Wiedemann won't have a game at Essendon when their forwards come back. So they've got Harrison Jones to come back, a few yep. other players who will come back into that side, who when you put up those sort of numbers, he can't play. He yep. can't play in that forward line. Mm. So I think the time has come 
to try him as a defender. Mm-hmm. He's got all the attributes. So he doesn't read the ball that well. So when he plays the forward, you need to read the ball well. He's in perfect example. Stephen Johnson yep. read the ball well, yep. created goals out of just reading the football. I don't yeah. think he's got the football now to read the game when it comes uh, as a forward operator. Yep. But I think as a backman, the game comes to you. Your forward takes you to the ball because he's a natural player. Mm-hmm. So there are so many examples of players who haven't been able to play as a forward, mm-hmm. and these are it. The, the Darcy Moore started as a forward. He did not make it as a forward. That's now right. he's the All-Australian. Liam Jones did not make it as a forward. Yeah. Paddy McCartan. Brian Lake came to the Bulldogs, he and started he forward? started as a full forward. He was drafted as a forward, mm-hmm. and then he was not going to make it. I played with him early. He was not <laughs> going to make it as a forward. He went back, and he is a Norm Smith medalist as a defender. So for me, they've got to try Sam yeah, Woodham. Like You've got to find out. Yep. So you might put him back there and it mightn't work out for your structure because they've got Laverty, they've got Zerk Thatcher, they've got Ridley. At least one of those players, maybe Ridley can go and play as a forward, pinch hit, but they've got to find out whether this man can play defence because he can't play forward. So they give him some say, confidence. They always say if you can't make it as a forward, try him as a defender. And, and he hasn't two, been I've tried two, yet. Two pretty good examples of that in, at Geelong as well. Yeah. Tom Lonigan yeah. was drafted as a forward. Yeah. Turned out to be uh, Buddy Franklin's, the man that can stop Buddy Nemesis? Franklin. Yes. Nemesis. Yes. And Matty Scarlett was drafted as a, as a forward as well and turned out to be one of the best fullbacks of the some century. So are just better at being led to the forward. That's exactly right. It's a good point, though. Very good, Brownie. I do like this. That has been, in my opinion. Yeah, speaking of the Bombers, Essendon travel down the highway to take on Geelong and Zach Merritt's 200th game. Nathan Brown, can they pull off what would have to be one of the biggest wins, biggest upsets of the past decade? Look, it would be big if the Bombers could win. Geelong's just so good down there. Mm. So what they've got to be able to do, the Bombers, is win the clearance battle because if you start with the ball in your half of the ground, it's half the battle. Yep. You see sides go down to Geelong, they just can't win the footy. It starts in their half of the ground and Geelong just get numbers behind the football. They continue to bomb it into Tom Hawkins. Yep. So as good as Essendon are going, yep. I just don't think they're going well enough to win down there. They played down there three or four years ago, I reckon. Yep. So a few of them would play down there, but it's a different ball game down there. Skinny ground, you've played there more than anybody. It is so hard to navigate. Yeah, the funny thing is you watch how many times teams that don't go down there very often kick the ball out in the full because it's a skinny ground Mm. and Geelong are so well... Uh, so good at setting Drilled. up behind the footy mm. and covering the dangerous space. What you've actually got to do down there t- t- to win is to try and take the contest and take the middle of the ground. We used to call it the, the Geelong Highway. Mm. Try and play an aggressive brand of footy, take the contest more than you otherwise would and try and win the ball at ground level and give yourself a chance uh, when you go inside 50 to score. Otherwise, Geelong just gets set behind the ball and uh, very hard to penetrate. Last two times, the last time these two teams met, no Laverde, uh, Tom Hawkins had a field day. Does he dominate back there again? Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see whether they send Zerk Thatcher to Hawk again because he dominated at the MCG, eight goals. He was the match winner on the day. Uh, They've got Ridley down there as another option. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure what they'll do there. They're pretty skinny guys. They're strong, and Zerk Thatcher's become a good player, but they're they're not Tom Hawkins' size. So if he gets enough supply, you feel like he's going to win one-on-one battles. Yeah, exactly right. He, I mean, he's the strongest player in the competition. And the other one with, um, you talk about Zach Merritt playing his milestone game, yep. I expect Tom Atkins um, to go, go in, into the midfield and try and take him out of the yep. game. What I will say at that MCG game when he kicked eight, there was no support for Zerk Thatcher. So there was right. no third man in, there was no one coming in anywhere. So Ridley Laverde will be mm. conscious about that this time. And if I'm Brad Scott, I'm saying that we cannot allow yep. Zerk Thatcher to be one-on-one with Tom Hawkins. So every time they get the football, somebody's got to be circling back 
back to help him out. And and that's part of the winger's role these days. As soon as the ball goes down one side of the ground, the winger needs to release back and get into Your the dangerous Nick space. Martin. Nick mm. Martin might have to put himself mm. in a compromising position mm. this week and potentially be drilled by the big hawk. Ridley, Sawney, so potentially a huge role for Nick Martin to play uh, in that regard. Right, coming up next, we're going to examine the top eight. The boys have got their ladder predictors out. That's coming up next on In the Back Pocket. Yes, plenty more to come on In the Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. Nathan Brown, it's going to be a fascinating run home. You've had your finals calculator out. What's it tell you? Certainly is, Clarky. Well, let's have a look at my ladder. So here it is, um, and I've got Collingwood on top by a game against Port Adelaide, then Brisbane, very close. So the ladder doesn't really change, but I've got Geelong winning a lot of games on the run home because they play. And then I've got a, a fair gap between eighth, which is Essendon, and ninth, which is Carlton. Carlton has seven wins at the moment. I've got them winning another four games. Richmond at GWS and St Kilda. So I've got St Kilda actually losing the last four games Big drop and off. dropping out of the eight. They've yeah. got some injury concerns at the moment. They play some pretty hard clubs coming up. And St Kilda, for me, are the ones that drop out and Adelaide come in. Can, there's a big question for me there. So what jumps out to me is Essendon making the eighth, right? And that will give them their chance to win their first final in almost 20 years. Yep. They would play the Bulldogs. That would have to be at Marvel Stadium, I guess. Or it I could guess. quite easily be Geelong as well. Yeah. So at fifth or sixth. So do you give Essendon a real chance of winning their first final in 20 years. That'll be the big story. Of course, you make it. You're, you're, you're in with a chance. And they've beaten good clubs this year, the Bombers. So they give them every possible chance to have a good final series. What do you think, Steve? Well, we'll have a closer look at my top eight prediction by the end of the year, which is not too dissimilar to Nathan's. Mm -hmm. uh, the, I think the top eight might be same. exactly the same. I've yep. got Adelaide sneaking in with 11 wins, which is interesting. That shows the uh, evenness of the competition. I had I've got for Adelaide. I've got St Kilda dropping out. Um, and at the top of the table, I've got both Collingwood and Port finishing on equal amount of points, uh, but Collingwood will have the better percentage. I've got Collingwood... Uh, Losing to Port Adelaide in a couple of weeks' time in Adelaide, yeah. and I've got um, Port Adelaide uh, losing to Geelong uh, towards the end of the season. In Geelong. In can, Geelong. Can we just keep that up for one sec? Can we just keep that for one second? <laughs> one sec. So doesn't that always happen? Can I want to ask you a question about finishing third or fourth, right? So if you're Melbourne, this is this is interesting. Mm. They are almost better off finishing fourth and having a crack at Collingwood at the MCG than finishing third and playing Port Adelaide over in Adelaide, don't you think? Wouldn't, Absolutely. Wouldn't, so that, that benefits 100%. Yeah. 100%. You want to finish fourth and play at home because they've beaten Collingwood at the MCG this year, so they go in with the confidence that they can do it again. Uh, but St Kilda, a bit of a drop-off. you got Carlton missing, so it would it be a pass mark for either of those two clubs, St Kilda or Carlton, missing finals this year? No, both are, no, both bo are cross. Both were vying for finals positions. Both have had their opportunities. I think St Kilda probably more so, but a couple of injuries to them mm. may it's hurt not to them. to say Ross Lyon doesn't pull a rabbit out of the hat and get exactly. them there. So we could be wrong. We're just, it's a speculation, it's a predictor. So yeah. I've got St Kilda losing their last four games. Yep. <laughs> if they win two of those games, they're playing finals football. Extraordinary injury toll and Max King. That's the uh, reason why I've got them a drop off. It's yeah. nothing against the game plan, it's nothing against the players there. Yeah. It is the injury toll at the moment has to affect them at later in the year. You're harsh on the Saints, Brownie. I give them a pass mark. It's time for Stevie Yay or Stevie Nay. I'll kick us off, uh, Nathan Brown, Damien Hardwick being one of the biggest stories at the moment. Drinking beers over there in Munich and Prague, having a great old uh, time. Will Damien Hardwick become the highest paid coach in history of the game, Stevie? Yeah, I think he will be. And I understand there is salary caps um, and football to cut 
department um, costs, yep. but yep. Um, I think the AFL, if he's to go to the Gold Coast, there'll be some ambassadorial Just money involved. In so maybe a million dollars from the Gold Coast Suns and then Ooh. another five or six hundred from the AFL to do some stuff outside of what he does at the Suns. Some promotional work. Like some surfing. Or <laughs> oh, I don't think he'll be surfing. My, my <laughs> he left a slip slop slap up there, Dimmer. He will. He's he hasn't, he hasn't got the complexion he? for uh, the Gold Coast. <laughs> okay, for the next one is Cooper Harvey would have felt strange running through the banner last week. That's a strange question. No, I don't think so. I reckon I counted Coop, uh, Cooper. It's Coop, Coop, Cooper. That's right. his name, yeah. Uh, running through the banner on Boomer's 300th. He's 350th. He's 400th. And his last game. So I think that's probably at least the fifth time he's run through the banner for North Cooper. Melbourne. Good, Stephen. I like that. What about the Cats Essendon game? Should have been played at the MCG. Locked out fans. Well... That, that's true. Even though Geelong deserved the right to have their home game uh, down at Kidinia Park, mm -hmm. but locking out thirty or 40,000 people because they haven't finished the stadium. So that's on the builders mm -hmm. of, the, of, so the, of the stand get at off Geelong. The fence here, Stephen. Should it have been played at KP or the MCG? Which way are you going on? I'm saying it should have been played at the MCG, just okay. given um, the supporters that would want to be at this game. It would be a huge game at the MCG. Uh, but Geelong earned the right to have a home game at there. Lockie Whitfield will leave the Giants. Yes. Oh. Yep, I reckon that they could, something similar to what happened with Brodie Grundy at Collingwood could happen at the Giants. And I'm not sure whether it's Whitfield or Haynes where uh, they try and uh, release a fair bit of their salary cap yep. and dump some money. Stevie, would you ever get a tattoo of your wife Erin on your face? Like Dennis Rotman. No. No. No, <laughs> no, I've got. Uh, I don't like the um, having much ink. I've got a little tattoo of a premiership on my foot, yep. which I thought That's about getting removed. And his and his partner. And would you ever get? Did you make Aaron cut yes. the lawns at your house? No, I, I, I would. No, no, I, I would never do that. I, I do the manly jobs around the house um, <laughs> and make sure that she, she can sort of sit in the spa or you know, get well, on the tennis court and uh, have a hit. That's, well, I'm good. Just going to have a roll the tape. Thing. Let's, let's roll the tape. That's that. That, that <laughs> seems to be your wife, is it? In the background. Uh, I'm sure that's not the next door neighbour. You've got to be very careful oh, what you post on Instagram, Stephen. I'm just, te I'm just teaching the fans how to kick the snap. Come kick. on, You're doing Stevie. the right thing. And, and your wife's mowing the lawns with the, with the hand mower. Too. It's a bit over an acre. I've got the. Is, I've, got the, the zero, right I've got the zero turn. Stevie. Where's the right on? You need to lift. That has been Stevie Yay or Stevie Nay. Yes, nice work there, Stevie. Okay, time to have a look at the Adelaide versus GWS game. What are you expecting from the Crows? They're poor on the road and have continued to be so all season. Back at home against the Giants, Stevie. Well, they've been poor on the road, but they've been unbelievable at home. Mm. So I expect them to go on and have a big win here against the Giants, who I think have been a little bit lucky in a, a couple of their last performances. So mm. Sam Taylor on uh, Taylor Walker is Ooh. a big matchup. I think Sam Taylor can get the chocolates on, on, in that matchup. But I think the smalls of Adelaide are going to cause the Giants uh, some issues. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Brownick? Yeah, Rankin, Rochelle. Rochelle's had a little bit of a lean patch the last few weeks. Started the year like a shot out of a gun, so he needs to hit some form because he's the top player. Come finals time, they're going to need to stand up. Mm. Adelaide, for me, Tex is a fast starter. Kicks a lot of goals in first quarters, Tex. I think Adelaide win comfortably. And what a career revival tour. In the twilight of his career, has proven that he can still be one of their he's best. He's a good mover. Yeah, key forwards in the competition. Quickly on Nick Haynes, not playing in this one. He's suspended. Forced out of that back six, being a bit up on the wing. Sub, 31. One now, I think you see, is he be, he be worth a nibble from another club? I think so. Well, you talk about Andrew Gaff at West Coast, yeah. whether you go with an Andrew Gaff as a 31-year-old or Haynes. 
I'd be taking Haynes, intercept defender. Yes, he probably gets a lot of goals kicked on him, but if you can get him, mould him in the way you want to play him, because he's probably playing outside the team rules at the moment, I think he'd be a good get. Yeah, he tries to float across. He's an intercept marker at his best, but um, if you put a leading player on him, he can get caught out, um, and that's probably why he's out of the team. He's probably been... Um, his opponents have been too dangerous this you, season. You and last season wasn't his best season either. He's yeah. an all-Australian player in the past, but um, certainly not that player at the moment. Still one of the most highly paid uh, Giants and a new role for him. Be one to watch in the last month of the season. Right, $100 challenge, uh, Stevie. You were confident last week. Can you tell us um, how you went? Oh, winner, winner, chicken well, dinner. yeah, a big win now. I've, I've told the uh, the viewers to stick by me because it will be in the positive by the end of the year and a big win last Boom. week. I got very lucky on Nobody my asked my, my I, tip. Well, Nobody asked for my and, bet. And, and if we just want to have a look, yeah. well, Nathan was away at Mount Buller yeah. with the family. He took the uh, the Played week off. In the footy season. So he didn't, he yeah. might have probably would have lost his 100. Well, that would have gone down to 112. Yeah. You, did you get those skis to sort you out there at George's? No, it's a couple of years old, that one you've used there. And, and Brownie, um, a lot of the cool kids snowboard these days. Yeah. I'm unsurprised you're a skier. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a naturalist. You would, you're all I'm day an original. a skier. This is me. Have a look at this. This yeah. is style. <laughs> <laughs> is that you falling over? That's me falling over. So my wife is filming there, and I thought I'd be smart and go really close to her yep. and do a hockey stop and spray the snow onto her. Yep. But all I did was yeah. just hockey stop myself. Hit the ice. Yeah, I see that. Hey, um, what do you got to say about that? <laughs> no, that's that's poor form. Um, <laughs> thank, thank you. Didn't keep I, it. I it's, not, that. it's not like you were on a, a, a black slope. No, no, it was a blue. <laughs> you were yeah. coming down the beginners. <laughs> one, trying, trying to yeah. do the snow plow. Not just for the, not for the first you. time. Didn't keep your feet either too. Uh, yeah. There, oh, Brownie, God. you like that one? Now, guy. I saw you uh, tweet over the weekend, and just in regards to a little bit here, look at yes. you sucking it up because, what was it, Trent Cotchin, who was on 14 disposals, he got one more, and look at you all over the Twitter well, machine you know complaining. How, how serious I take this competition with Nathan to see who oh, can yeah. end up with more money and at the end of the season. Take your own bank account. <laughs> and seriously, and I had a bit on it myself. So... I'm watching the game and I'm thinking all I need is Trent Cotchin to get one more possession. There's like yeah. two minutes to go. The ball's fumbling around. I see Koch pick it up. Yes. And a little underground handball, which could have been easily missed by the champion data man. Which yeah. it was. Yeah. And it was. So I got on the tweet. I yeah. got in touch with champion data. Still the next day. Hadn't popped up. A couple of days later... Nice collect. <laughs> I got him to overturn it, yes. and that got my multi over the line. So don't say I don't have some pull around here. Influence. Smart for influence. Righto, Brownie, take us away. What do you got for okay, us? Okay, well, week? I need to get a big win, so mm. I've gone large this weekend. Lockie Hunter's had 20 disposals a dozen games in a row. Brayshaw playing great football. Dacos, Penderbury gets it every week. Then Brayshaw again. Mm -hmm. James Sicily to get 25. Yep. And Will Day. So that's going to get me 583 back. Sicily back for the Hawks. You'll be looking to rack it up. What do you think, yeah, Stevie? it won't be your day. Uh, here's my multi. <laughs> uh, I've gone with uh, tonight. So Tom Papley and Isaac Heaney, both yep. to kick a goal, which I think is almost a certainty. You always, always have Goulden in my multis. He racks them up. Yep. Collingwood, the Gold Coast under Ooh. Stephen King. Gold as, Coast as the, the caretaker. That's a big one. The 
caretaker coach's first up record is been unbelievable myth. over, the, rec- over the, the, the history. It's, it's not a myth. A myth. It might be a myth at the end of their tenure, but the first game up, they're always very good. And Adelaide to beat the Giants at home. I think it's been proven across all of world sport, not just the AFL. Yeah, it's a myth. Mm, okay. Are you going to be with us next week? Are you going to snow skiing again, uh, Brownie? I, I can make it next week. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you. Well done, Steve Johnson. Been outstanding. Thanks so much for joining us on In the Back Pocket. We will see you next week. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.